are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. How can wishing upon a star transform broken homes into mended hearts? Does wishing set in place random circumstances, or is there something else happening to form a beautiful story of hope and healing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. You know what Coffee stands for, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, always so happy, delighted, and honored to have you joining us. Well, at the age of 11, already the veteran of multiple medical procedures for heart defects, Brandon Phillips had a big wish to meet one of the stars of his favorite TV show, Growing Pains. He longed for the home life depicted on the show and dreamed of meeting not just any of the stars, but meeting Jeremy Miller, the actor who portrayed Ben Seaver. Starlight Children Foundation granted Brandon's wish, which set both Brandon and Jeremy on a decades-long life-changing trajectory. It's an amazing story of friendship that we can learn from and be inspired by. And we can learn and we can be inspired because today, guess what? You know it. We have both now Dr. Brandon Phillips, an actor, celebrity, the one and only, Ben Seaver, Jeremy Miller, with us to tell their stories. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having us on, Kim. So happy to be here with you today. Well, thank you so much. And and since we are on a radio, it might be just so that our listeners um, know which is which. You can just say, hey, it's Brandon or it's Jeremy, and then they'll know um, which is which. So, uh, but so, so delighted to have you, and I thank you for, um, you know, your, your openness, your honesty, your story that's so amazing which starts it's all documented in your book which is called i'm holding it in my hand right now it's called when i wished upon a star from broken homes to mended hearts let's start with the story how did this how did this come to be um uh, brandon let's just start with you your wish was to meet of all people of all the celebrities out there jeremy miller can you tell us about that, starting with a little bit about your background with your illnesses and how you were able to even get this wish? Yeah, so I was born with a congenital heart defect called Tetralogy of Fallot, um, and I had multiple you know, procedures um, during my childhood, and I was granted a wish by the Starlight Children's Foundation when I was 11 years old. And my parents had separated when I was five, 
Um, and I grew up without my dad, and I would watch TV shows at night while my mom worked as a prison guard. And Growing Pains was one of the TV shows that I loved. I really loved the family dynamics of the show, and, you know, the mom was home every night. The family was having dinner together. It was just the family that my heart at 11 years old longed for. And I really just really appreciated Jeremy's character. I really wanted to be Ben Seaver. I really wanted to have that experience. And when Starlight called and gave me the opportunity to meet anyone that I wanted or go anywhere, there was nothing I wanted to do more than to visit Jeremy on the set of Growing Pains. Oh, my gosh. Now, let's let's stop right there. And, Jeremy, how did that make you feel? Because you were the younger brother, and I know I had two, two, two sons, and most of the time it was always the first son. It was like the second son was overlooked a lot. So there you were, the, the younger son. How did that make you feel when they called and said this wish had happened? Jeremy? Uh-oh. Brandon, Hello? are you still on? There he is. I just, Brandon. There he is. Sorry, I think my cheek hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hey, listen, being uh, knowing how to the the whole media celebrity thing, you you knew how to unmute yourself. So, (laughs) So how did that make you uh, feel? But (laughs) it was pretty amazing, actually. Um, You know, I was shocked, but it was also flattering. But you know, with with the popularity of Growing Pains, we had a lot of kids who came through, a lot of Wish kids from different organizations, and. They all either just wanted to come to the set, they wanted to see a taping, um, they wanted to come behind the scenes, but Brandon was the only one who came to meet me specifically, and that was very special. Yeah, I can, well, tell us about the meeting. Tell us how what happened that day. Was it, um, it, it, it began something really special, but tell us about that day and then both of you, you know, how that impacted your life. Well, well for me... Um, at the time, ahead, you know, one of, uh, for me at the time, one of the things, you know, with everything going on, I remember before going to the set praying to God, God, if you love me, just show me that you love me. And mm-hmm. I ended up getting right after that the call for the wish. And when I ended up on the set of, uh, of Growing Pains that day, when I ended up on the studio lot, I met Jeremy. You know, we were going to have dinner um, with the cast, and then Jeremy was going to take me on a tour of the whole lot. And one of Jeremy's first questions to me is, where do you go to church? And just in that moment, it's like, you know, we're 11 and 12 years old, and all of a sudden, that's where our conversation went. And this little bell in my head went off, like, this is not accident. You know, this this Mm. is purposeful. Wow. Jeremy, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, that's – my faith was always very important to me, even as a kid, and that was just something I was curious about. Um, Mm. So it was a natural question. I wasn't trying to, you know, poke or prod or get into anything deeper. It was just something that I would, you know, normally think to ask. And um, I didn't think anything more of it at the time. Uh, my mm-hmm. only concern at the time was making sure that this young boy had a, had the best day he possibly could. So that's what I set out to do. I took him on a tour of the lot and, you know, we rode bikes and, we uh, quote unquote borrowed a few golf carts and 
<laughs> we just we had a ball. We you know jumped out of the Friday the Thirteenth barn and I showed them the old West Town and we just we had a really great time and you know we we connected we talked the whole time and we you know just kind of had a natural connection. So at that moment, did you? I mean, I love that you had a natural. It's almost a supernatural connection. Now, did you all? How did we get to here? Um, did you all stay connected then? Um, when did you realize just how special it was? Um, what happened after that? So Jeremy and I kind of cha- exchanged letters for a few years after the show um, went off the air, and then we lost contact with each other um, until, of all things, the Growing Pains cast came to New Orleans, which is where I was in medical school, to film the reunion movie, and that's how we reconnected. Kurt Cameron, his co-star, and I had reconnected by email a few years earlier, so he and I had already been emailing, and Kirk was able to reintroduce me to Jeremy, and we've been very close ever since. It's just amazing, amazing the coincidence that they would come to New Orleans and be filming less than two miles where I, where I was living at the time, right at the time that my father had passed away. So it was really, really special to have them there, and they were definitely the friends that I needed during that season of life. Mm. There was, a, there was a, a realness and a vulnerability that came through that. And there, for, for our, our listeners, you, you must pick up the book. You must order it. You can order it on Amazon, When I Wished Upon a Star, From Broken Homes to Mended Hearts. There's so many um, themes throughout this book. What would you all say would be some of them. And I know one of the things I want to talk about is these coincidences that you, you know, you mentioned, is there such a thing, you know, was God bringing you all together for a greater purpose? And was it to be able to, through your, uh, through your education now as a, as a, as a doctor, Brandon, your celebrity self as a celebrity, Jeremy, to bring this together, to be able to have a voice using your platform for something larger, for some of these themes uh, that we're going to talk about. But first, let's go back to coincidences. Let's talk about some of those things that happened that just kept you all together, that you knew it had to be God at work. Well, I mean, I can tell you it wasn't until later on and they just kind of kept piling up that I really Mm -hmm. started to see God's hand in every single little one. Um, mm-hmm. But I can tell you, looking back, there are some very clear ones. Um, in particular, just the fact that we were there in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, not only did I get reconnected with Brandon on that trip, but I also met my fiance on that trip. And oh. we weren't supposed to be in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We weren't supposed to be there. We weren't supposed to film there. The show was supposed to film in Montreal in the summer. And for whatever reason, ABC decided they wanted to move up the air date so that it would play earlier in the season. And they wanted us to go into filming right away. Well, you can't film in Montreal in February. (laughs) Not if you want to be outdoors at all. So they moved us to New Orleans. So, again, Mm -hmm. a lot of people would just say coincidence, you know, a Mm -hmm. lucky break, whatever. But looking back, that's the moment that, God brought two of the most important people in my life into my life, Brandon Mm. into my life again. And my fiance, you know, is where I met her. 
So I can tell you right there, I look back and I see God's hand directly in that. Um, and then between Brandon and I, there are so many small coincidences that pop up all the time. Brandon, one of my favorites is, is um, one between Brandon and Kirk. Uh, tell them the airplane story, Brandon. <laughs> so I had my last heart procedure in 2017 um, up at Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. That's where I got to do my cardiology training with the doctors who took care of me. And I got a defibrillator and a new heart valve. And I really didn't tell Jeremy or Kirk beforehand that I was going to have it done. Um, and when I was leaving the hospital, I texted Kirk, hey, I just had this heart procedure. Everything went well. You know, I'm flying back, to home, back home to West Monroe on Sunday. And he responded, really? I'm going to West Monroe on Sunday. He was bringing his boys here to hang out with some other friends that he has in the area. And I said, well, Kirk, what flight are you on? I, he said, well, I'm on the evening flight. I said, well, I'm on the afternoon flight, but I hope to see you at some point while you're there. For whatever reason, Kirk and his boys get delayed, and they end up on my flight. Not only did he end up on my flight, he ended up on this, in the seat in front of me on the airplane, and I have this selfie of Kirk and me coming home from my last heart procedure that still just makes me emotional to think about, like what are the odds and chances that that would happen by just mere chance alone? Wow, wow. Well, you know, God was really preparing you in our, our um beginning intro I always I say you know he's doing something in our lives for a purpose and the potential of our story and you see that all through this because from what I read here and what I've heard you talk about Jeremy it seems that uh, when Brandon Brandon walked back into your life at one of your lowest points it seems it seems to me that the initial uh, coming together of you two was at Brandon's one of Brandon's lowest points but it seems that that God brought Brandon, back into your life in New Orleans at one of your lowest points. Is that true? It's absolutely true. Uh, I was very deep in my addiction at that point in time, my alcoholism. And uh, I can tell you that because of that, I didn't realize at the time that I had had someone so special brought back into my life. To Mm -hmm. me, especially because I was drowning everything in booze at that point in time i it was just oh wow great you know my 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 old friend my buddy my pal my you know but it it was nothing more than that at first and then brandon and i you know kept in contact and we're seeing each other and talking to each other and even in my alcoholism i realized that i had you know been blessed with somebody pretty special in my life and um you know, Brandon was incredibly instrumental in helping me to get sober. Uh, the recovery program that I got involved with, uh, Brandon, basically him and Alan Thick, who played my dad, uh, both called the uh, director of the program and vouched for me and basically told them that I was worth it. And, uh, you know, if that hadn't happened, I don't know what would have happened to me or what road I might have ended up down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it it was an incredibly blessed day that, uh, you know, Brandon came back into my life. Wow. What you two have meant for each other at the lowest, some of the lowest times in your life, to me, is such an incredible story. Um, Brandon, how, what would you like to say about that, what he just said? <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's just amazing how God, you know, used a little boy with a heart defect who had a wish 
to bring all of this together over over 30 years now. It's just absolutely amazing. And you know, this this last year, Starlight actually had their 40th um, year party to celebrate 40 years of brightening the lives of seriously ill children. <laughs> they actually picked the anniversary of my wish for the day of their party. So I was able Stop. to get Jeremy, and we went to do that together, which was just yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, you know, what does this say to you all about, you know, I mean, like there are people out there who feel really alone. There are people who are battling addictions, and, and that just breaks my heart, uh, Jeremy, I guess because, you know, the way I've come to love you, too, is my, as my own. I'm old enough to be both of your grandmothers. Um, I just, you know, the, the love that I have for you all, it just breaks my heart to think about you drowning, you know, in, in the alcohol and the addiction. And, I, and we know, um, and, and, and I think about, you know, some of the things that Brandon has exposed, because what, what the people don't know uh, yet is that there's, you all have discovered even something else in your story as we have been talking about different things on a webinar that you all were so kind to be a part of with me. We discovered in the talking from, you know, Brandon um, suffering with the, the heart components that he was, you being a celebrity as you were, but you both were victims of, and, I, and you were victims then, you're not victims now, but you were both victims of bullying that you also discovered in this story, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, Brandon and I had never really come across that topic. In fact, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Brandon, but I can I can tell you I had never really thought of it in terms of the bullying. I mean, I don't know if it's something more that I blocked out or just didn't really I kind of removed myself from. But yeah, I suffered uh, a good deal of bullying um, because I was on the show. Um, popularity often breeds jealousy and spite, and I got a lot of that. And then also my stepfather, who uh, wasn't the most pleasant human being, was also quite the bully. And mm-hmm. uh, I just I never really had looked at it like that. So when we started discussing it with you about the uh, the webinar you were going to be doing, um, it just kind of started coming out. Brandon had his stories. I had mine. And again, just another parallel between our lives. Yeah. And, and we talked about Brandon. We talked about how it would be um, so obvious and yet so sad that someone, because you, you talked about you, uh, the tiptoeing that you did, you can talk about that, but how, how you stood out and, it, it could be so obvious, an obvious victim of bullying, how sad that might be. But how we saw um, Jeremy as a celebrity that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And we talked about how bullying is so pervasive no matter where you are in life. So would you like to talk about that for a minute, Brandon? Yeah, sure. So, you know, having had open heart surgery, I was a toe walker. There was probably some, you know, incident that happened during the surgery that kind of caused a little bit of cerebral palsy is what one mm-hmm. of the physicians I work with has, has explained. Um, but so I, w- I was a toe walker. I, I was very bookish growing up. So I, I definitely got bullied. There was no doubt about it. But until we had that conversation with you, Kim, there were stories that I'd held in my heart 
for mm. at least three decades now that I had never even shared with my mom. My mom had no idea you know, that I had gone through all of that until after we first talked about it, and I was able to open up and share with her. And I think it kind of broke her heart that not only did I deal with the broken home, I dealt with the heart defect, but I also dealt with bullying. But it, it mm-hmm. still continues. You know, there, there have been family members in my life that have tried to bully me at one point. There's been coworkers that's tried to bully me. Um, I, I think in some way, you know, people mistake niceness for weakness sometimes, and I think that yes. also makes me an easy target. Mhm, mhm. Yep, absolutely. But yet, but yeah, and 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 we uh, audience, we're going to do friends who are listening. We we plan to do something in the fall. These two are courageous enough um, and have hearts that want to share their stories and hope that it will help others be healed. So hopefully in the fall we'll be able to do another show just on this bullying because it's something that really needs to be talked about. We we find that it's easier to talk about. There's more platforms for women, uh, but men need this conversation for the healing of our homes, if nothing else, healing of their hearts, but healing of our homes. But here's the thing that one of the things that I want to uh, talk about is that despite what you have both gone through, um, the good and the bad, and what God has done, you both you didn't let it stop you. You both have become you're you're still so successful in what you do. Brandon, you're a, a cardiologist, a pediatric cardiologist. Um, uh, Jeremy, you're a cele- celebrity chef. You're, you're doing you both are doing all these things. I mean, it looks to me, and I want to talk about. I'd like for you all both to share. Um, you know what what kept you going. What was it? Was there a scripture? Was there a thought? Obviously, you know, the, the, your friendship that you had. Because from everything I read, everything is really good about your all's lives now, except that um, I think here I see where uh, Jeremy says he's a horrific golfer. Other than that, it seems like everybody's <laughs> <laughs> That well, is true. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Well, listen, I'm just reading it off the media pack, but that tickled me when I saw that. But what kept you going? What, what? Because I know, Brandon, you suffered several, uh, I mean, uh, Jeremy, several beatings and so many things from, from the bullying and, and the abuse from your dad. Brandon, with you, it was just every way you turned, even through medical school. For those who are listening, what's the secret? Tell them something that will help them to get through what they're going through today. I think just, you know, with the way my mom was, I think me and her just stayed focused on our future, that, you know, everything wasn't pleasant for her at the time. You know, she was having to work as a single mom. And I think we just kept looking forward, knowing that God had something better for us in the future. And I've received letters from, you know, people who bullied me in the past, but I had no idea that they were doing it because I really didn't pay attention to it unless it was just so overt I couldn't ignore it. At the mm-hmm. time, um, you know, last, last weekend or weekend before last, I actually got to go hear the testimony of one of my former bullies. He invited me oh. to his church, and, you know, oh. his life's been changed, and I actually got to go hear his testimony, which was just absolutely fantastic. And mm. that also came out of our conversation that I was able to go do that, and, you know, he and I were able to talk, and, you know, he was able to tell me that he really didn't know everything I was going through at the time, and he felt really bad about laying on additional things, you know, to my life at that point. 
So mm-hmm. I, I, opening it up and talking about it, I think, is important, you know, both for those that are have been bullied, but I think also some of the bullies as they age, they want to talk about the things that they did wrong in the past too. Yes, yes, making things right. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, yes, I, you I'd have to go along the same lines just in the no matter where you're at in your life, um, no matter what you're struggling with, whether it's bullying, whether it's addiction, whether it's <clears throat> loss of a job and upheaval in life, no matter what it is. It's one of the overlying themes in our book and kind Mm -hmm. of I feel like in our lives is that no matter what's going on, no matter how you feel, no matter how bleak it might look, God is always working for good in your life. Mm. And the scripture that goes along with that, the scripture that goes along with that, that you both have put on your packets is, uh, and for our audience is Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. I've heard that I saw it somewhere, and I love it. If it's not good, then God's not finished. I, I love that. You all have also, um, in different ways, uh, declared the truth of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For that the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. Now, my question to both of you is how do you believe that? For those who are out there and they're going, okay, I hear what you're saying. What is a practical way that you choose to believe that every day? I mean, I, I, I know for me, when I start to think it, I just try to push it out of my mind and quote a scripture or something. Is there some practical way that you all uh, make these scriptures real in your lives on a daily basis that could help our listeners today? I, I think for me, one of the biggest things that I try to do every day is just shake the etch a sketch when I wake up, and every day is a brand new day, and I try mm-hmm. not to bring the hurts of yesterday forward to the new day with me. I think that mm. is one of the biggest things that helps me get through every day, just to go at it as a blank slate, let's just start over, and that really just makes everything better in, in some in some respects. Oh, I love that visual. You made me immediately think of Paul where he shakes the snake off. Brandon shakes the etch-a-sketch. I love that. What a beautiful picture of not allowing yesterday to rule your life. I love that. Jeremy? Um, honestly, it's along the same lines. I hate to keep parroting you, Brandon, but you're saying some good stuff. But that's... <laughs> yes. But it's mm-hmm. but it's true. Um, yeah, it's a big part of my recovery, and for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And again, a lot of the principles of recovery are just really kind of good principles for spirituality and life, and for your faith. And one of them I do is every morning and every night. And believe me, I pray multiple times during the day for strength, for many other things. But in the morning, I hit my knees. And I, I I say pretty much the same little prayer every time, and I kind of end it by saying, you know, give me the strength to, you know, go out and do your bidding and help, you know, help as many people as I can. And then at night, I kind of take inventory of everything that went on during the day. I look as, as uh, kind of rawly as I can at the things I did wrong, the things I may have not gotten done the way I wanted, 
I look at any people I may have hurt, all that good kind of stuff, just a quick little inventory, and then I pray and I let it go, and I mm. ask God to give me the strength to do it better tomorrow. Mm. Beautiful. Guys, I can't thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough for your voices of hope um, that are just echoing through the homes right now and, and through the decades of your lives. And because it is documented in the book, that will be like in Psalms 145 says, your words will be a voice of hope that will will just float, will ring through the future generations. And I just thank you so much for, for that. Um, I, I, 30 seconds, um, we're, we're low on time, but get each of you 30 seconds, what would be a word that you want to leave uh, with our audience today? Brandon, we'll start with you. Just faith. Just put your, put your strength in God. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I would say from that hope, you know, that's where every bit of my hope comes from. Like you were talking about, you know, how do you, where do you find the strength to move forward when, the, you know, everything feels wrong? And that's what it is. It's my hope in, in God, my faith in God. I love that. I, I read somewhere, hope has a name and the name is Jesus. And I, I love that. Well, guys, thank Amen. you so much for joining me. Listeners, I hope that you will jump on Amazon right now and order the book, When I Wished Upon a Star, From Broken, Broken Homes to Mended Hearts, with the incredible Dr. Brandon Lane Phillips and our favorite Ben Stever actor, Jeremy Miller, and all the things that he's, he has going on right now. Guys, I mean this when I say this. I love you too dearly. You're, you're, like, you're like family to me, and I just... Thank you for your lives. Thank you for what you're doing. And many prayers, many prayers for your future. Thank you so much for joining me. And let's do it again one day real soon, okay? Sounds great. Yes, Thanks ma'am. for having us on. Thanks, Kim. Kim. All right. Love you both. Listeners, we Love look you. forward to seeing you next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrable.org Thank you for joining us today and remember to learn more please visit kimcrable.org